Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Yeah, morning everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. It's Wednesday morning, middle of the week, the 27th of July 2022. Daniel Pettigrew with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Good to be with you over the course of the next hour before breakfast with Vossium and James Magnuson uh, this morning, and then also Padden Heels in Queensland. Number the same as per usual, one. 1-300-01-1170, or you can text 0457-736-736. Plenty on our agenda this morning. Look, we'll recap what happened yesterday. It was probably the busiest day uh, that I've had since I've been working at SEN in terms of calls, texts, right throughout the day. Uh, we had the Dez Hasler press conference at midday yesterday. We will replay a bit of that for you in just a second and bring you up to date on the latest with that. But there are some other rugby league news around as well, including the actual Manly team that's going to be taking the field on Thursday night. So uh, we'll get to that as well. A couple of suspensions handed out last night as well. So plenty to get through. And in around about 10 or so minutes, it's been a little while since we last spoke to this man, but we're going to cross to the host of Tradies News uh, outside of New South Wales and Queensland in Victoria and South Australia. Matty Cox will be on the line. We'll have a chat about all things rugby league, AFL, as it all starts to heat up towards the final series. And we do have a new round of NRL starting tomorrow night with that game between Manly and the Roosters. So lots to get through. one 1170 0457 736 736 It's two past five. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Ream. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Ream. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ring. Let's get on to this manly issue. And we'll start back at midday yesterday when the coach, Des Hasler, and Daly Cherry Evans held uh, a press conference yesterday that went for 24 minutes. It was a tense but very passionate press conference. If you did watch it or you listened to it on SEN um, or you saw highlights of it, maybe on the news last night. Interested to get your take on it. I think Des Hasler and Daly Cherry Evans handled themselves very well. If you did miss it, I only heard bits and pieces. This is just a bit of a recap of what happened at that press conference yesterday afternoon. None of the coaching staff nor the players had prior knowledge to the jersey. They are not wearing the jersey as it conflicts with their cultural and religious beliefs. And I am concerned for their welfare. The club has made an error from which it, and we will learn. The players will not play on Thursday and we accept their decision. The playing group are solid and understanding of each other's views. I personally played with Ian Roberts and wholeheartedly admire his contribution to the game. He was an ornament. And also to society in both raising awareness and acceptance of diversity and inclusion. He is a great man and a great citizen of our society. 
For any person who was struggling with identity, we acknowledge the challenges and the difficulties. Uh, my heart goes out to you and your families. If either the club or I personally do anything to assist, we will. We are here and we offer our complete support. And I apologise to anyone to whom this matter has caused distress. There's a reason why everyone's here today. It's because it's big news and we have to make sure that we look after our teammates because it's going to be, you know, a, probably a period that they haven't experienced before as professional athletes. We understand where we're at in, you know, the footy part of this. You know, we're trying to play finals football and every game counts and we're playing against a side that's not far away from us on the ladder. So these are decisions that we have to accept. I guess for someone like myself as a captain, I sort of see the opportunity in this to really bring a group together and try and do something special on Thursday night. Yeah, so that was uh, Des Hasler and Daly Cherry Evans yesterday. My point was 24 hours ago. I'm still surprised they didn't consult the players. Um, and I think Hasler made mention of that in his press conference beforehand. Um, it is interesting, though, that news over the past 12 or so hours has come out and saying that uh, there is talk that there is going to be a pride round in the NRL next year and uh, Manly captain Daly Cherevans would support it. So we know the game celebrates an Indigenous round and a Women in League round, which, by the way, Women in League round is this week. It seems to have been overshadowed by this whole situation going on at Manly. So we know uh, what Manly are doing uh, this weekend, and they will continue to wear that Pride jersey, which I think is fantastic. Um, Commission Chairman Peter Volandes has told the Sydney Morning Herald a Pride round may be introduced as early as next season. And uh, he said, absolutely, we are very proud that we are a game for everybody. That's why I'm in this game, because I had a difficulty being accepted as a migrant and a rugby, and rugby league accepted me. It was inclusive back then, and it is inclusive now. It's important that every boy and girl and man and woman can go to the game and feel they can be treated the same as everyone else. Cherry Evans, who is the leading voice at the Players Association, agrees it is an initiative the game must consider. Um... Ian Roberts, the first and only professional men's rugby league player to come out as gay so far, has been pushing the NRL to introduce a pride round for a number of years. He said yesterday, I've put some proposals forward to the NRL for the last three or four years. The last one I was told by a third party was an excellent proposal. So we'll see what happens with that. This story has gone not just Australia-wide, um, and there's been a lot of takes on it on social media um, and from different parts of the media. Uh, it's also gone global. A major news outlet, outlets, including the Washington Post in the US and the Times in the UK, running coverage of the story. Um, the Washington Post ran an uh, online article entitled Some Rugby League Players in Australia Refuse the Pride Jersey. While London's The Times had a story with a first paragraph that read Manly Seagulls. The Sydney-based rugby league team are facing a, revol a revolt from players who are refusing to wear a rainbow-themed uh, pride jersey. Other outlets to run versions of the story include, include the BBC, CNN and the New York Times. Um, and Anthony, Alb Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister, said, I certainly hope this is resolved. It's a good thing sport is more inclusive. Um, yeah, lots of takes on it. Look, I, I woke up this morning, um, and I'm not going to name names or anything, but I woke up this morning... Um, and was listening to a podcast on my way in here. And a person that I know and I've known for 15-odd uh, years, maybe even longer, uh, that uh, is a rugby league fan that I see in the season probably every week, every second week, um, 
he revealed on this podcast that he is gay. Now, he had told certain people, I didn't know, he had told certain people, but he spoke really well about the whole situation from that point of view and how tough the past 24 or so hours has been for him. There was a story online, I think coming from Channel 9, uh, the wide world of sports uh, yesterday saying there is a manly player who's not been named uh, in reserve grade, a young manly player um, that is apparently gay and is struggling now even more. So there was a text into Vossi and Brandy show yesterday morning um, along the similar lines about how they would be feeling. Um, and um, the podcast is the NRL Boom Rookies podcast. And I would implore anyone, and I'm sure some listeners probably uh, to this show already listened to it, but I would go and listen to that. Um, it was, yeah, very, very insightful. Um, and if you do have a chance today, at some point, go and have a listen to it. Your thoughts on all of it? Um, 0457, where do you stand now? Uh, 24 hours later, it is still the big news story of the week. Manly have named a side against the Roosters, and we will get to the football side of it after our chat with Matty Cox because there's a lot of other stuff going on in rugby league as well, the Tigers stuff still going on. But how do you feel 24 hours later? Um, do you I, – I fully support Manly continuing to do it. Um, there's been a lot of takes on the seven players that aren't going to be playing tomorrow night against the Sydney Roosters. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And if you are a Manly fan, how are you feeling? And uh, look, I thought, as I said, I thought that press conference from Des Hasler and Daly Cherry Evans was fantastic. Even if you're not a Manly fan, just as a rugby league fan, how are you feeling about the sport at the moment? And how did you feel watching that press conference by Des Hasler and Daly Cherry Evans yesterday? Very, very interesting. And I thought they handled it well. I was kind of surprised there was no one else there with them, but they handled it very well. Happy to hear your thoughts this morning on all of this. Uh, It is still the dominant story in rugby league at the moment. 0457-736-736-01300-01170. We'll have a chat with Matty Cox in Melbourne after this and then after that look at some of the other rugby league news around. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01170. Yeah, good to have you company. After we speak to Matty Cox in about 30 seconds uh, after the next break, we'll look at uh, the actual Manly team that's been named and some of the other rugby league news going on around uh, the place because there is still a lot going on. Uh, but your thoughts on the Manly issue, anything else going on in sport, 0457 736 736. Or you can call 1300 01 1170. Time to catch up with Matty Cox. And a very good morning to you, Dan. Uh, although I think everyone's probably familiar with your voice now. Thanks very much for filling in for the last couple of weeks. Morning, Maddie. Morning, everyone. Yeah, loved it over the past couple of weeks. Good to have you back. Good holiday. Uh, very good. Very refreshing. Very hard to wake up to the alarm mm, uh, this week. I, I must can imagine. Admit. Yes. It, <laughs> well, that Monday morning must have been very tricky. Well, it seems as though the, as the week's wearing on, it's getting harder and harder. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the the backup alarm may have kicked in this morning, but beyond that, I mm. mean, you would have been jumping out of bed this mm. week, given 
what's occurring in the NRL space. It's There's a lot going on. Where do you want to start? Well, jumping's probably too far-fetched, to be honest with you, Matty. Probably not jumping, probably uh, <laughs> slowly yeah. getting out of bed. Uh, there, well, look, there is a lot going on. Uh, well, the Manly Seagulls, Matty, and I'm sure, well, it's made news around the world. I just mentioned to my listeners before the break, it's been on the CNN, BBC, all around the world. Seven players uh, not playing uh, tomorrow night um, for the Sydney Roosters. That is, that's a, really a huge thing um, for not wanting to wear um, the pride jersey. Daly Cherry Evans and Des Hassler, the manly coach and captain, Matty, uh, held a press conference yesterday, went for about 25 minutes, and I thought uh, they said all the right things. But it, it has opened, as you can imagine, a huge can of worms in terms of the NRL, and I think sport more so, uh, not just in Australia, but probably worldwide. What's been the reaction to it? Because uh, the conversation, as you've uh, alluded to, it's been wide-ranging. There's varied opinions across the board to it. But the overwhelming reaction from those that are associated with the league, from fans, from sponsors as well, what's been the reaction since this came to light late on Monday? Look, I think the first reaction uh, was probably a bit of shock when it first came out, I reckon Monday, about four or five o'clock. And I think, and I said at the top of yesterday's show, I think the other reaction is why weren't the players, before this happened, why weren't the players consulted, all the Manly players, not just the ones that are obviously not going to play this weekend against the Roosters? Um... And then there's been, uh, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, Maddie. there's been a heap of takes on it uh, via social media, um, whether it be uh, good or bad in support of the players, understanding the players, not understanding it at all. Um, I think what it has done for the vast majority of people, and uh, yesterday in Sydney on 1170 uh, through the Vossi and Brandy Breakfast Show, the open line uh, heated up, I reckon 15, 20 calls, all different opinions, but the majority of them, I'd say, Maddie, 99% of them said that we have to support the players. And I made mention um, before my last ad break, just before our chat, that um, I know someone um, that I've gone to the football with for 15 or 16 years, loves rugby league, was on a podcast elsewhere last night um, and revealed that he is gay um, and how how hard that is in the sporting frame. So... It's just, yeah, it's caused a lot of issues. I think it's caused a lot of upset as well for a lot of people. And it's something that whilst I fully support them um, wearing the pride jersey, I think it's a fantastic idea. I have no issue with that. I think the whole thing probably could have been handled better from the start than to go through all of this uh, for everyone involved. And when you park that to the side, which is incredibly insensitive for me to suggest, but... When you look at it from the pure on-field perspective, how disruptive is this going to be for Manly's chances heading towards finals? Uh, It's it's potentially very disruptive. Um, So they've had to name uh, a side. They play tomorrow night. It's the game tomorrow night against the Roosters. And look, they've still got some very talented players on the field tomorrow night. So don't worry too much about that. But uh, it is a makeshift side outside of those star players that are on the field and the Roosters are sitting in eighth position at the moment. They're on 20 points. Manly are in ninth on 20 points. This, before all this happened, was a huge game for both teams. Um, and in particular, Manly, who lost last weekend against the Dragons, they had a few players out due to COVID, which didn't help them. Um, and at home, you, it would have been a hard task against the Roosters, who have been playing some good football over the past few weeks. But 
at home, they would have always had a big chance. Now, you never rule a team out, and potentially, who knows, potentially uh, this could bring the team together, but it's hard to see them getting a win tomorrow night without seven of their top-line side. And all those seven players that are sitting out this weekend, Maddie played last weekend for Manly. So seven out of the 17 that took the field last Friday against the Dragons won't be playing tomorrow night against the Roosters. It is extraordinary, but everyone is entitled to their opinion. And mm. even off the temper text here, well done to the guys for standing up for their beliefs. It's a disgrace forcing people to change their beliefs. Everyone has theirs, so let it be. And don't force anything upon anybody. And I think that... <sighs> As hard as it is, I think you you hit the nail on the head, is that if this situation had been managed better, if it had been more collaborative, then it would have been a a different outcome. I don't think it would have been as severe of an outcome as what it has uh, occurred over the last couple of days. Yeah, as I said, that was my key take from it. At the very start, there's been a lot of other takes over the past 24 or so hours. But, yeah, I'm surprised that they weren't consulted beforehand. Um, but they seems evidently they weren't, um, and they will still wear it tomorrow night. So the 17 players that are taking the field for Manly will wear it tomorrow night. Just quickly, I'm going to uh, look at my own backyard mm. now. Mm. Melbourne Storm. Yes. What's going on? Because uh, the- when, when, when I last spoke to you, it was, oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a blip or two on the radar, but it'll be okay. It's gone south since then. Yeah, gone uh, very south. Ryan Pappenhausen, of course, out for... Uh, the season, a broken kneecap, I think in 10 places he did that against the Raiders about 10 or so days ago. I, I It was very strange because the game when he did uh, do that injury, which was only, as I said, about 10 days ago, they started the first 15 or 20 minutes on fire, like the Melbourne Storm of old, and then they got rolled by Canberra, lost to South Sydney. And even if you look at the few weeks before that, lost to the Sharks, and then they had a couple of wins, I think, before that, but they were scrappy wins. Um yeah, they're in a bit of a danger place, the Melbourne Storm. Now, you never write off a Craig Bellamy coach side, do you? But um, they just don't look the same Melbourne side as the past couple of years. And to be honest with you, Matty, they don't look like the same Melbourne Storm side that were playing football, really good football, in the first 10 or so weeks of the competition. And if you cast your mind back, and it's not that long ago, they were the only team that people really thought could probably beat Penrith in the finals. But if they were to play now, I would say Penrith were very likely winners. So they have to turn things around quickly, the Melbourne Storm, and they haven't got the easiest run home to the finals either. So, yeah, going to be very interesting, sitting, I think, in fifth position at the moment. And they haven't got the healthiest list to choose from either, which makes the the whole situation even more intriguing because in the past you've had superstars that have might have been able to come back and make an impact in the, the latter part of the season, but it doesn't look as though that it, they're that capable of that occurring. And there was a story over the weekend as well that they had approached the Canterbury Bulldogs to get Josh Adokar back on a loan deal. Of course, the Bulldogs... Uh, not going to make the finals, although playing a lot better than they were at the start of the season. But Phil Gould and uh, the Bulldogs said no to that. So that kind of shows where the Storm are as well, injury-wise. Yes. Uh, good old Phil Gould. <laughs> Phil Gould. Not much love for us down south, that's, no. that's for sure. Now, I haven't given you much time yes. to pose a question regarding the, the AFL. Is there anything that you want to pose at me? Well, uh, we all heard about Collingwood's last-minute victory uh, on Sunday. That happened at about the same time as our controversy. But what, about four weeks left in the AFL? How's things standing at the moment heading into the last month of the regular season? 
Very, very, very intriguing. I think the same can almost be said for the Melbourne Demons as mm. what we're saying for the Melbourne Storm. Probably not as drastic, but there's some concerns about how they're playing at the moment. It doesn't seem to be clicking into gear. They don't have the rhythm and flow and connectivity that... We experienced, but in saying that, it was about this time last year where they kicked into gear and and went on a magnificent run that set up their premiership. Geelong looked the strongest at the moment. They've built into some really good form. And they play the Western Bulldogs tonight, who defeated Melbourne on the weekend. So that's an intriguing game. That is down in Geelong as well. So that'll make things very, very interesting. Frio play Melbourne on... Friday night, which is also very curious for the top four in our competition. But the Sydney Swans are an intrigue for me, Dan, because mm. there's their form has fluctuated over the course of the year, which makes you hesitant about predicting what they might be capable of. Mm. But a lot of people still think they're a sneaky chance for the flag in 2022. Yeah, I have heard that. Uh, they're a bit up and down, but I've, people that know AFL a lot more than me give them a real red-hot chance to win this competition. I think they need to prove in the next couple of weeks. They need to take a scalp mm. um, just to, to insert a bit of trust mm. into uh, us if we were predicting that. Being busy, mate, go... Uh, you may need to lie down before 6 o'clock and push on the buttons for breakfast. I think so. I may well do. Thank you, mate. We'll speak in a couple of weeks. <laughs> will do. Good on you, Dan. Uh, Matty Cox there in Melbourne doing a great job as per usual. 0457 736 736 or 1300 70 Stack of text there. I'll get to them in just a second, probably after the next break. Uh, so the Seagulls, just in terms of the sign that's going to be playing tomorrow night, for them against uh, the Sydney Roosters. So still got Kieran Foran, still got Daly Cherry Evans, Jake Dravojevic back as well uh, from his COVID break. James Seguiaro getting a run. Uh, he'll be playing off the bench. But then uh, you've got Ruben Garrick still at fullback as well. But the rest of it really is, uh, and no offence to uh, uh, most of them, obviously, uh, Harper and Walker still in the centres, but the rest of it really a makeshift side for the Manly Seagulls to play tomorrow night. And when you also take into account, just from a football point of view, just for a second, you look at the Roosters' side. Uh, Kiri, of course, came back last weekend. Joey Manu's been named in the centre position for the Roosters tomorrow night. Lindsay Collins due to make his return as well. Um, and, and starting to play some good football, the Roosters as well. It would have to be a huge turnaround. And look, I, I would not rule it out that... Manly could go on to win this game. And we will talk more about the footballing side of things tomorrow. But, yeah, it's 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 a very tough time for the Manly Seagulls. As I said, heaps of texts there. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or you can call us on 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break. There is some other rugby league news going on around. A couple of suspensions handed out last night. A few other bits and pieces. The Tigers story still ongoing as well. That hasn't completely gone away. Uh, and news also up in Queensland. Re Kevin Proctor and much, much more. Plus also to all of your texts next. It's 27 past 5, 0457 736 or you can call 1300 01 1170. We'll take a break. Come back with more. You're listening to Tradies News in a Nutshell. 
Nice to have your company. It's 29 to 6, 0457 or 1300-01-1170. Don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. 28 to 6. A stack of texts there. Let's get to them uh, now. No name on this one. Oh, no, sorry, it's from Mark saying, uh, one thing no one has mentioned, uh, if you have a full Pride round next year, is there any danger that you may have almost 50% of players that will be refusing to play because of their beliefs? Well, yes, uh, and I think I mentioned that story that Peter Volandis is looking at that potentially a full Pride round next week and uh, next year um obviously i think there's gonna it, it, it could cause more issues i look i i would be fully supportive of it but i think there is potential and we've seen this with the manly situation over the past 24 or so hours um yeah going to be interesting to see how all that would go um i would support it but I think there's going to have to be a lot of chat about that in various clubs, probably by the NRL, probably by the RLPA as well, uh, to see how all that uh, would be realistic to happen. I think it would be great to see. I would have no issue with it at all. I think it would be fantastic uh, for a full round to be dedicated to it, in particular considering, as I mentioned, this weekend is women in league round. And this whole situation, even though Manly, I think men very, very well, has taken away from that uh, quite a bit. Um, so to have a full pride round, I think would be great. But I think, yes, we would be ste- stepping into uh, that territory and it needs to be handled a lot better uh, than this whole thing has been by Manly, despite the fact that I still think they were definitely meaning very, very well. This one from the Oval Treeman saying, uh, Hi, Dan. Obviously, in hindsight, I'm sure Manly may have come up with different ways to make a pride statement, e.g. rainbow goalposts or something else. But... Once they went down this path, they have to go through with it. Uh, whilst I uh, don't share their belief, I believe we should support and respect the player's decision. They are not forcing their belief on anyone, just paying respect to their own feelings. Look, I, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the rainbow goalposts, etc. I, I still don't see there's a huge issue with the jersey, and, and you know, who knows, this may have been an issue. Um, anyway, he also says, amongst all the NRL drama, wanted to give a shout-out to the Aussie women at the World Athletics Championships. Was in COVID ISO last week. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, so got to catch a fair bit. Uh, gold in high jump and javelin, uh, bronze in pole vault, and on the last day, two centimetres short of another bronze in the long jump. Was also... Uh, some amazing world records on the track and in the field. Whilst not all countries are Commonwealth Games, there are still a lot of athletics powerhouses competing. So can't wait for the Games to start. That one from the Yeovil Treatment. Yeah, well, the Commonwealth Games, the opening ceremony is, what, 48 hours away. Um, and coverage on SEN of the Commonwealth Games 
from Friday morning onwards. Uh, I think all night from 6pm basically through 6am through the app, through the uh, radio station. So really looking forward uh, to that over the course of the next weeks. The first swimming finals on Saturday morning. Uh, kicking off at around 4am, which you will hear here on SEN. Uh, 1-300-01-1170 is the number, or you can text 0457 That opening ceremony uh, beginning on Saturday, uh, Friday morning at 4.45. Um, and then the first day uh, starting at around about 7pm Australian time. Um, and this one from uh, the Mug Punter saying... Uh, they should just play. I would not care what was on my jersey. They should be playing uh, because they are it's part of their contract there in the first grade. Well, that's another that's another um, uh, suggestion to it. Thank you to the mug punter. Yeah, th- as I said, and as I said when we spoke to Maddie Cox as well, um, that it is all basically um, it, it's all. Opinion, like everyone has a different opinion on this, um, and it's going to continue to split people. I think over the next 24 or so hours, probably really until that match is completed tomorrow night between Manly and the Roosters. Uh, keep your texts and calls coming in on that, though. Happy to hear from you. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And just on something different, Yeovil Treeman mentioned it. The Commonwealth Games. Um, you're looking forward to them. It does feel a bit weird. We had the Olympics, what, last year? Um, delayed, of course, a year uh, whilst we were going through the pandemic. Um, and how good were the Olympics? I mean, that caught everyone's attention. And I think it caught everyone's attention probably a bit more than usual. Not that it doesn't uh, all the time, but probably a bit more than usual because we had a situation where most of the country, at least people in New South Wales, and I think from memory Victoria, were in lockdown for most of that period, for all of that period, if you're in New South Wales, and it was a, good, a really good time zone. Um, Commonwealth Games a year later probably doesn't have the same appeal as the Olympics, but I have to say I'm really looking forward to it. I think the Commonwealth Games does get a bit of a bad rap, uh, rap but once it's on, it's really, really good to watch and listen to here on SEN. So you're looking forward to it. I know we're in the midst of an exciting NRL season, uh, the last month of the AFL season, the English Premier League starting Next Saturday, we'll talk to Jonathan Gallo about that tomorrow morning. Um, but the Commonwealth Games, are you going to be watching them or do you not care? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Interested to hear from you this morning on that. The Com Games, are you going to be up watching? You're going to be up on Saturday morning, for example, at 4 a.m. watching the swimming finals or at least going to tape them. Um, and one thing I think it does do, just before I get back into the rugby league news, is whether you're watching it or listening to it here on SEN. Um, from 7pm through all night, you'll have something to listen to, something to watch for seven or eight days, nine days I think it goes for, nine, ten days it goes for. So you could flick the TV on, put SEN on at 6, 7pm on any night of the week from Friday night onwards for ten days and there'll be sport all night. I think that's something very, very exciting to look forward to. So you're looking forward to the Commonwealth Games, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 to get in contact this morning. Now, uh, Shark Skipper...
Dow Finucane says a dangerous precedent has been set after he was suspended for two games by the judiciary, uh, by the panel of Bob Linda and Dallas Johnson for one of the most uh, divisive tackles of the season. Now, Dow Finucane was initially facing three games out, but successfully had the charge downgraded to a grade two, which reduced the ban by one game. He will now miss matches against the Rabbitohs and the Dragons. Uh, he said, I was quite surprised with the outcome given it was an accidental offence. Given that our game hasn't seen anything sanctioned before for accidental head contact, so I was optimistic coming in. I'm extremely disappointed with the outcome. I was disappointed with the outcome given it was an accidental offence. While I empathise with Stephen, it's going to set a precedent moving forward. Fanukin was hit with a Grade 3 careless contact charge for his tackle on Stephen Crichton, which left the Panthers centre bleeding profusely, concussed, and requiring plastic surgery to repair his damaged ear. Crichton has been not named for Penrith for their Round 20 match against Parramatta. The Sharks' lock could have accepted too much ban if he'd taken the early guilty plea, but risked three weeks for a tackle that had split opinion. So uh, he is going to be out for two weeks, Dow for Nukin. Uh, your thoughts on that? And Corey Waddell, uh, he's been handed a five-match ban for eye-gouging uh, Tino Fasamulawi, um, the big uh, prop forward from the Gold Coast Titans. So um, Dale Fanuka, two weeks. Corey Waddell, five weeks. Um, he was referred directly to the NRL judiciary after being charged on that and faces a lengthy stint on the sidelines. The NRL argued for a five-match ban while Waddell's representative called for two and he received uh, the former five. Uh, the panel was mindful of dangerous contact with the eye and the risk of seriousness injury that is associated with contact like that. In relation to the penalty, the pa panel was mindful of the conclusion that was reached that the player acted recklessly and also that the player's past judiciary record did not assist him. Waddell had entered a plea of not guilty. Uh, he said, I got into the tackle any way I could and I find myself, I found myself in what we call the seatbelt tackling position. I try and straighten the ball carrier so he gives up his base and loses control. So two weeks for Dale Fanukin, five weeks for Corey Waddell. Thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 uh, Mentioned in terms of that game tomorrow night, uh, from a Roosters point of view, Joey Manu uh, back. And also, uh, we also see Lindsay Collins return as well for the Roosters. So your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736. Obviously, the Manly story still dominating the agenda this morning in terms of the text line. Um, how did you find Des Hasler's press conference with Daly Cherry Evans? I thought, and we played a bit of it earlier, I thought they handled it well. But how do you feel as a rugby league fan now? Um, if you're a Manly fan, probably more so. Um, talk about a potential pride round in the NRL next year. Would you like to see it? Would you like to see all our eight games dedicated to that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Um, also, the Commonwealth Games beginning in 48 hours' time, the opening ceremony. You're looking forward to it. We'll man talk more about it over the next couple of days. Uh, big chances, many, many medal chances for Australia, in particular in the swimming pool uh, with the first finals on a Saturday morning. Are you going to be up watching? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And after this, the other story that 
I thought on Monday was going to headline the news every day. It's still around this Cowboys Tigers story. We'll give you the latest on that after this. 0457 736 736 1300 01 It's coming up to 17 to 6. 13 to 6. Don't forget this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Breakfast not too far away through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney. Vossi James Magnuson this morning to take you through the breakfast show and through SENQ 693 AM in Queensland. Uh, it will be Patton Heels also through SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. More of your text shortly, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Where are you standing on the Manly Seagulls issue now? Commonwealth Games, are you looking forward to it? Um, and are you surprised by this? Uh, leading NRL referee Ashley Klein has been dropped after a crucial bunker error that robbed the West Tigers, as we know, over the weekend. Klein, uh, who awarded uh, the penalty uh, to give the Cowboys that one-point victory, has been omitted from the refereeing appointments in round 20. Of course, a uh, bit of a sharp gr- uh, fall from grace. He officiated all three state of origin contests this year. So Ashley Klein not going to be involved this weekend. Um, but uh, I would say that I would not be shocked uh, at all to see him return next weekend. Uh, but no Ashley Klein this weekend. Um, I think people were pretty understanding about that. And, and this news out of Penrith as well, just before we get back on that Tigers issue, uh, there were rumours doing the rounds on social media, mainly the NRL physio on Monday tweeted out about Jerome Luai. Well, looks like he could be out of action until the finals series. Uh, he may not play again after he suffered a knee injury in the Science win over Cronulla last weekend. So it looks like Sean O'Sullivan will get a run at 5'8". He's been named there in that side for the Penrith Panthers for their game against the Parramatta Reels on Friday night. Um, so he's expected to miss up to eight weeks, Jerome Luai, uh, and it leaves him racing the clock to be fit for the start of the finals, uh, with the finals only six weeks away. Uh, Stephen Crichton has also, as we know, been ruled out uh, after a chunk of his ear was ripped off in a wild tackle by Dal Finucane. So... We've seen Penrith over the past couple of weeks. Um, they beat Cronulla 20 points to 10 on uh, Saturday night. We know how a lot of their players performed um, in origin. They were, ta- they were tested by the Roosters about three weeks ago as well in Penrith. I know it's still their competition to lose. Um, and, it, you know, and I would, it would take an amazing performance by one of those other sides in the top eight. Uh, when we get to the final series to beat them. But uh, we're talking to Matty Cox earlier about the Melbourne Demons, who earlier on in the year uh, seemed like they were going to easily uh, go right throughout the competition and get into the final series and were very like the Penrith Panthers. But no Jerome Luai for six or seven weeks. Sean O'Sullivan's a very good player. We've seen that when he's been filling in for Nathan Cleary uh, earlier this year. But uh, it's going to be very, very... Interesting to see um, what happens. Are Penrith beatable? Are they beatable? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Are they beatable? No Jerome Luai. Is there a few, I don't know, signs that there might be issues for Penrith? I still have them at the very top of my list to win the competition, but... You never know. Another injury could cause issues. Best of best wishes to Jerome Luai. Hopefully he's back on the field for the final series because Penrith will need him, I think, when it comes to the final series. Can anyone beat Penrith? And if so, who? 
it might be a conversation uh, for later in the week as well. And do you give the Eels a shot? We'll talk about that uh, later on in the week. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Uh, this from the Chookman, a uh, Chookman, and he says, "This is what happens when uh, you mix politics and sport." And um, yes, I've seen a lot of talk about that on social media as well, and that's another uh, view. Um, however, this issue with politics and sport has probably been going on for quite some time now. Um, he said, "What next? A climate change jersey?" Well. Uh, could happen, but uh, look, yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of different opinions on here. We heard a lot of different opinions yesterday, and I think it's still the dominant story. Thank you for your text, uh, Chook Man. Um, and of course, uh, I say, I'm presuming that your name Chook Man uh, is a Roosters fan, so you would assume that he'll be hoping for that Roosters win tomorrow night. And that's the weird thing the game ha- hasn't really been spoken about, but that game is tomorrow night. Uh, 7.45, 7.50, and it's a crucial game for both clubs in terms of the footballing sense of the word. So we will talk more about the actual game tomorrow on the show. Now, North Queensland's uh, hopes, uh, top two hopes, have received a massive boost with the NRL set to rule out stripping the Cowboys of premiership points despite legal threats from the West Tigers over Sunday's bunker outrage. ARL Commission boss Peter Volandis is confident uh, the Tigers' gut-wrenching 27-26 loss in Townsville will not lead to a bitter courtroom dispute and has vowed to seek an urgent meeting with officials from the joint venture club. The Tigers uh, have requested a full report, which is being prepared by the NRL Football Operations Chief Graham Annesley and which will be sent to the ARL Commission for analysis. Uh, we know Tigers Chairman Lee Hatcherman tell us he was on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy yesterday has not ruled out legal action and believes the Cowboys should lose two competition points to the Tigers if an investigation shows NRL officiating processes robbed his club of victory. But the Daily Telegraph understands the result from uh, the drama uh, charge afternoon at Queensland Countryback Stadium will not be overturned by NRL bosses. This means the Cowboys will remain in second place on a 26 uh, 28 points. Volandis believes bunker official Ashley Klein erred by awarding the Cowboys a match-winning penalty after the full-time siren, but said a messy legal bun fight with the Tigers is unlikely. He said, I am confident it will not come to legal action. We will sit down and work things out with the Tigers. I will happily meet with Lee and Tigers officials and explain why the decisions were made. So there you go. Uh, looks like the Cowboys were keeping those points, but I think that story will still bubble along at least for another little while. Uh, Now, in Queensland, we know what happened with Kevin Proctor, but Titans coach Justin Holbrook has blasted dumb Kevin Proctor, but insists Vapegate isn't another sign of a rotten culture on the Gold Coast. Now, we know Proctor's 283-game NRL career is over after he was punted uh, from the Gold Coast Titans on Monday. Uh, the Titans, as we know, find themselves sitting in 15th on the ladder. Holbrook said yesterday it was really dumb. Uh, poor KP is not the world's worst person. He is a decent guy, but he's done a really dumb thing and gave us no choice. It's a terrible look where we, where we sit on the table. People at every club are going to make poor decisions, but it's highlighted when, you've not, when you're not having a good year. It's not the whole side doing it. It's one action. You'd love to control everybody all the time, but you can't. It was a poor action and that he and he's paying the price for. That's all we can do. 
as a club, the nucleus of the side is really committed to what we're doing. And Justin Holbrook himself, the Titans coach, has been under all sorts of pressure over the past couple of months to keep his job. He's still there at the Titans for now, but uh, that definitely wouldn't have helped. And it's going to be an interesting last six weeks or so of the competition for him and the Gold Coast Titans who face the Raiders this weekend on Saturday afternoon in a very, very important clash for the Canberra Raiders. So let's see how the Gold Coast Titans get on there. Thank you for your company today. Been another very, very interesting show. Breakfast uh, with Vossi and James Magnuson in New South Wales and Patton Hills in Queensland coming up next. After the news, I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. Bye-bye. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.